Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? Read us a tweet. Yeah, I got a tweet here for you from a very special tweet source. That's right. It's my very own brother, Rick Shock. Rick! Coming oh, in hot with a tweet of the week. Love I might Rick. know this one already. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big I'm a big uh proponent slash big fan uh, of your brother. Fan of my own brother's tweets. Rick says if homeboy's coming through with an English major, it's quiet. But like if he comes through with like a STEM major, homeboy's gonna like get it. What? <laughs> what is STEM? Oh science Alex, technology. You, Come on, man. That's the part that everyone man. got. You can't not get that part. See, this is what's wrong with this country. Welcome to a political podcast about the topical issues of today. Just kidding. It's a tweet podcast about jokes. Let's do it. Hey, let's. A perfect tweet is a clean workshop, ready for its carpenter. A perfect tweet is a single mother, waking up early to make breakfast for her kids. A perfect tweet, a babbling brook, a newborn baby deer. Find your legs, baby deer. Find your legs, and find the perfect tweet with one perfect tweet. Hello, welcome to One Perfect Tweet. This is podcast where three guys write a perfect tweet they've never failed not even once going on what 25 episodes now my name is steven shockett i'm one third of your co-hosts my name is michael sullivan i'm one third of your co-hosts and um i am sinus boy uh who just (laughs) is gross sinus Gonna make sir for some just, good audio. Yep, gonna make the best audio. Celebrity guest mm-hmm. with um, his with his sinus mess that he's got going on. Gross. Uh, you can follow along with the perfection at the Twitter handle at one perf tweet. That's at the number one p r f t w double e t. And I'm, I'm actually Sergio Alexander Maggi, but you can please call me uh, Alex. And I'm the final third of our coast. And thanks, sinus for James boys. Henry also. Secret identity revealed. <laughs> I'm gonna sell photos of you to uh, fucking. Uh, J.K. Simmons. You know, superheroes have secret identities because they don't want their supervillains taking retaliation against them or their loved ones. And I'm worried now that Alex has revealed himself to be Sinus Boy, that his rogues gallery is going to come to my home because Alex and I live together and kill me. Yeah. You're going to come home one day and Dry Mouth is going to be waiting for you. He'll be like, you do. You you sound like a like a a medical educational superhero. Like all your villains are based off of uh, uh, symptoms. It's it's a uh, Claritin's new campaign actually <laughs> features Sinus Boy. Oh no! Inflamed nostril. It's almost like a radio show from the '30s where it's like yeah. the Claritin Radio Hour, starring <laughs> Sinus Boy. Yeah, and then at Claritin HQ, they're like, "Oh no, guys, we didn't do enough background check on Sinus Boy, and he's actually got a lot of problematic opinions from about six years ago." I'm Sinus Boy, and I think that pal Hitler has some good ideas. <laughs> I was gonna say more like, "I don't think Lil Wayne's new album is very good," but sure, let's go with Hitler. <laughs> Um, that's anachronistic. I'm pretty sure this radio character is from, I don't know, wartime. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a commie supporter slash pollen reducer. Oh, and and now you guys wouldn't believe the shit Sinus Boy is saying in his 80s. (laughs) (laughs) About Kaepernick. Oh, man. (laughs) 
don't let's let's move on quickly. <laughs> oh god. I had to defeat the throat drip so you guys could not play the damn game. There was a weird weird run in like the late nineties where he tried to go by Sinus Man and then there was like a whole like yeah. thing about like him growing up and I don't know. It, it wasn't very popular. So no, I, I was actually on board with Sinus Man. I was more bothered by the early 2000s when they thought that that wasn't PC, so they made him Sinus Person. <laughs> I didn't like it when they tried to make him like extreme and radical in the 90s, so they just replaced his S's with Z's. So he was... <laughs> Zinus. <laughs> Featuring uh, Avril Lavigne as like his sidekick. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were this close to getting that Evanescence song before that Ben Affleck Daredevil movie scooped it up. <laughs> no, it was going great until Avril Lavigne died, and then they had to they had to hard pivot. Oh, right, because yeah, yeah. Well, we've said too much. I like that this is the only podcast ever to reference that Daredevil movie <laughs> this decade. So I just got a letter and uh, uh, congratulations in the mail. Not not so. just that Daredevil movie. See, Alex is such a diehard. Not only not only did he drop a reference to the Daredevil movie, but he was like, I remember the the licensed song for that film was by Evanescence. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm worried if we say their name one more time, they're gonna show up in my apartment. <laughs> All right, we got we better stop. We better pivot hard. Who's uh who's uh gonna say something at this who's point? Who's got a thing? Do you guys have good things? Because I have like a let's, couple. Let's of, use okay. those as like uh, warm ups. Let's let's uh, let's you know perfect yeah. primer things. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you wet the whistle, uh, Stephen? Yeah. Uh, this actually warms up my work day every day. This is something that happens on my commute. But basically, my office is on Wall Street. I have to walk from the top of it down towards the water, and at the top of it is the um, New York Stock Exchange, which is all fenced off, and there's no cars you can't drive on it so it's all pedestrian walkway and it's full of tourists which would be fine except the fence around i just realized this my commute is extended by a couple of minutes every day because the fence around the stock exchange extends way way out into the street and makes all the tourists and commuters funnel into this one narrow sidewalk so there's hundreds of people just funneling through this one little narrow sidewalk and like four or five dudes from the stock exchange sit outside of it smoking cigarettes every morning. And I finally realized like it's the same dudes every morning just sitting there watching us like from their spacious outdoor patio, basically wow. comfortably smoking cigarettes while I'm like being squeezed in with like, you know, uh, other Wall Street types, uh, tourists, homeless people. My point is, long story short, I stare these guys down every morning now because they're always out there and I'm always out there. So I lock eyes with them as soon as I get around the corner and I turn my head as I walk past them and stare them down and they've started recognizing me. And it, it just what... sends me... <laughs> Go do, you, do you know what a stenopad is? A stenopad? Yeah. Uh, like the thing that the detective draws the sketch on. Yeah, it's it's like one of those like long thin notebooks where like the the spirals at the top. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, just yeah. start keeping one of those in your back pocket, and just as you're walking by, pull it out and with a golf pencil, just like <laughs> jot down a few things and then like shut it and put it back in your pocket. Your question was how to elevate this. Yes, right? exactly. I'm so glad that you got to my question before I could. 
how do I escalate this perfectly and terrifyingly with a steno pad? <laughs> um, do you think, Stephen, that perhaps them people watching all these humans squeeze into a tight space primes them for a day of putting the squeeze on the American financial system and individuals like you and I? Not only do I agree with you, I think that was some pretty okay wordplay as well. Thank you. But I thought I was a little tortured myself, but... <laughs> Imagine if you were, like, part of a bird watchers club, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, it's, it's great. We put plastic wrap around these trees and then made little clear tubes in between each of them, so all the birds have to squeeze through these tubes to get from one tree to the next, so they're really easy to watch. That's how it feels, man. I'm the bird. The way the way you're talking right now, it made it, it immediately made me think of uh, the Big Short, with like a scene <laughs> where like all those guys are staying around, being like, "I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe the the housing market's on a bubble. It's gonna break. Everybody's gonna lose all the all their income." Blah blah blah. And then you're there, and you're like, "Yeah." And also the way that they make the sidewalk really short too, right? <laughs> like we're also gonna get mad about that. I'm like putting a rider on their anger. <laughs> Steven, why don't you see yourself out? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go get the coffees, and then we're going to talk about that sidewalk. <laughs> Basically, like, if I had any sort of free time or initiative or know-how about how city works, I would go to, I want to say, like, City Hall and get the plans for the stock market to see where their fence can be? I don't really know. You, but I feel like... you immediately get arrested for insider trading for going to City Hall and being like, I'd like the plans for the stock market. And they're like, you mean you're trying to figure out what's going to happen in the stock market? You know, the plans. All right, so we're going to have to take you in. I'm like, where are the plans? No, 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 no. The plans. And I try to give them like a wink and maybe a $5 bill. No, I mean, you, you've absolutely got it in one. I'm going to buy a steno pad at as soon as I can. So thanks for solving that. I think that's it. I think that's how you uh, you bring it to the next level. Yeah, oh, Alex already said I think that's it. So, oh, and then oh, I no. said it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. one. <laughs> Literally the tweet becomes, yeah, buy a steno pad. <laughs> that's one. Any situation can be escalated with a steno pad. Um, wow, that's true. It, it is yeah it's like imagine you're having like an argument with your so and you just you you guys are yelling at each other about dishes and then you stop <laughs> you just look at them for a second and then you pull out a steno pad jot something down put it back in your pocket you That's... lick your lick your forefinger turn the first page pull golf pencil out from behind your ear uh-huh. and then congratulations you're sleeping on the couch <laughs> i think alex is literally he, he's just invented a new kind of um like emotional manipulation within a relationship yeah Which except is... for when she when she oh it's a she now finally... there's an so a moment ago well you made you made it particular to me okay okay <laughs> fine okay it's a she when she finally, when she gets fed up with it and she decides to, you know, take the steno pad when I'm not looking, when I'm in the shower, I'm not going to bring a steno pad with me into the shower, get all wet, and I can't ride on it. Wow, you're right. You're being ridiculous. Anyway, so when she when she decides to uh, strike while the iron's hot, she opens it up, it just says, you're being a real butt right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> you pranked. <laughs> Credits, Ocean's 14. <laughs> Can we talk about how um, Ticketmaster is the worst fucking company on the face of the earth? <laughs> I think everyone on earth has already covered this topic. Okay, good. Then let's move on. I don't need to, I don't need to come up. <laughs> I, I feel like you're that. getting you're getting yeah. riled. I think it's just that I haven't bought something on Ticketmaster in a while. And then I, I saw tickets for John Mulaney yesterday. And I was like, what? Only 30 bucks to see John Mulaney? And by the end of it, I was like, what? Only $600 to see John Mulaney? <laughs> Look, oh, I, I don't know if you know, we already, uh, that, that stupid uh, Kesha presale that I talked about like, Three or four That's episodes true. ago, we've covered. We've that covered. That was also events. Ticketmaster. So that was that was abusive on multiple levels through surcharges oh, and yeah. And I still um, haven't gone to that concert. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, so I so I was leaving a concert last week, and uh, it, it's the first concert I've been to in a while, and I completely forgot about this element of concerts that literally makes no sense to me, but at the same time makes complete sense. Uh wherein you leave a venue where they had the band, they had the table with the merch that the band brought, and then you walk outside and there are just vendors on the streets with knockoff t-shirts of the band Mm -hmm. selling those t-shirts. And I've always wondered, where do those guys get those (laughs) t-shirts? Like, do they like research the upcoming venues? Uh Uh-huh. Like... Look at what bands are playing. Yep. Then go on, like... Yeah. They do... You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what they do. Okay. <laughs> oh, then that's the end of yeah. this bit. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, it's certainly a racket. It's certainly a, a, a way to eke out a living is by studiously paying attention to the, to the upcoming lineup of a certain venue and then just grabbing up all the t-shirts for whatever band so that you can hawk them outside. But I don't think that they're I don't think they're grabbing up t-shirts. I think they're making the t-shirts. Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, they're definitely they, there's some guy who or gal who's quickly and cheaply designing fake t-shirts and then getting them printed on the cheap and then has a an army of uh street vendors that they distribute them to to be like, "Okay, sell 10 of these shirts." I'm just saying Where's the th- three-camera ABC sitcom about those guys and their whole operation? Wow. What if we do a a shot-for-shot remake of the first season of Alex, Inc., where we replace the company from podcast company to t-shirt manufacturer? Because as we Un- know... Unlicensed t-shirt manufacturer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because as we know, the show shows none of the actual business being done. Yeah. So you can you can in theory swap out podcasting for anything. Except uh I feel like in the trailer there were a few shots of him like talking to like boards and investors. Yeah. And each of those scenes plays exactly the same, except at the very end of it, the person grabs the investor, slams them against the wall and goes, Are you a fucking cop? Are you a fucking cop? <laughs> and they say, No. <laughs> no. No, and now I am definitely not investing. This is a guaranteed no. Well, where's the comedy in that? I don't know. It's weird that you can only go so far with bootleg products, where it's like, I'll wear a bootleg jacket that I buy for $10, right? 
but I'm not about to hop into like a Charvy like bootleg car that's like a Hunder Hunder Sarvik that I the, get the for pro- like $150. I I don't think I've ever had a bootleg product that didn't immediately fall apart the minute a raindrop hit it. So yeah, why would you jump drop in that Hunder cuz <laughs> Wait, is It'll it... just start raining and realize it's made out of sugar glass. Wait, was Honda was Honda a reference to a Honda or a Hyundai? I couldn't tell. It's sort of a kind. <laughs> you, it sort of lives between the you two. You can't tell from the knockoff either. <laughs> that way, neither one of them will sue us. So okay, okay. So I'm I'm the executive of Honda. I feel like uh, uh, pretty much. So you're, so you're a Russian guy in a tracksuit. <laughs> hello, hello. I am Vlishnikov, CEO of Honda. That kind of is like the only industry though, right? Because like other high-end things totally have knockoffs. High-end watches, high-end purses, those things have knockoffs. But cars, you're right. Cars alone are are pretty much the only consumer-facing industry that doesn't have its own knockoff. I think it's because the investment's just too big. Also because no one's walking around a beach with like sedans. Sedans for sale. I got four seats. I got four sedans. Seats. I got coupes. I got minivans. <laughs> Wait, why are we trying to sell things bootleg? Don't we usually try to come up with legitimate businesses? Not always. I kind of like, <laughs> I feel like there's something in Honda. I don't want to let Honda go. <laughs> Honda makes, the it makes me happy and I want to find a, I want to find a place there. I want to, I want enough for me to lay my head on this, on this nice nice idea and take a nap well why don't we just come up with the fake logo and tagline is it like hyundai has like a kind of like swooping don't name other companies and the other company that kind of sounds like Uh our company has that same letter but Uh not italic and in a square Uh uh-huh so is it either an italic H in a square or a non-italic H in an oval? I think I think half of it, it's an oval that squares off on one side. Just so you really know it's and like... part it's... of the H is italics and part of it isn't. Honda, getting places. Getting... Oh, wait, guys. Sorry, this is going to derail us a little bit, but there's a Chinese knockoff of Under Armour and it's called Uncle Martian. <laughs> And it has almost the same logo and everything, and it kind of sounds the same, and it's perfect in every way. Is it only sold in China, or do they try and sell it here? Uh, I th- I think it only exists in China, but they tried to like show up in China as a legitimate like sportswear brand called Uncle Martian. Oh my god, this is amazing! It's it's incredible. Are you looking at it, Alex? Yeah, it looks like a cult. Uncle Martian. Oh hey! Wow! Wow! It looks, it looks like a. <laughs> it's incredible. The logo is basically the same. Yeah, and the sounds of the words, even though they mean different things <laughs> in English. The logo the is the logo is basically the same, except for they like they transition slightly into sovereign nation instead of <laughs> sports brand. That is definitely. It's because it's surrounded by laurels, so it yeah. gives you. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. Huh. It's like, guys, let's become citizens of Uncle Martian. 
Okay, so I think Honda is definitely the Uncle Martian of auto brands. That's without a doubt. Yeah, and then um, we just put up our fake Honda logo, and then um, underneath it we just say, we're not missing features. Absence makes the heart grow Honda. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a guy doing like finger guns at the camera. Can can okay, and then I say we rebadge a a vehicle. Uh huh. And um, okay, w- are people gonna get it more than our other tweets? Yeah, I think so. Really good point. Really good point there. <laughs> Solid point. And then like the hood ornament of the car itself is also a human finger gun, flesh colored. The whole car is flesh colored. <laughs> it's a flesh car. Oh, oh no! Oh god! Oh god! Oh, what have we done? Uh... We pivoted into nightmare. <laughs> oh no! I mean, yeah, that's definitely it, right? A flesh car. It's a, it's a, it's a car made of flesh. Ugh. And it, it just says introducing the Honda. Oh god, what have we done? Oh no, it's all flesh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, I already said the thing, so yeah. 